Get ready for conflicts where movie reviews collide. And welcome to a very special holiday rankening edition of Conflicts the Podcast. It's me, Lara slash Lulu, your moderator, and I am joined today by Nick. Welcome back, Nick. Hey, thanks. <laughs> and resident dad joke, Rich. Hey, Rich. Hey, Rich. <laughs> and today, as I said, we are going to be doing a special rankening episode of holiday movies because Christmas time is here. And I am very interested to see... What we have in common and what we don't have in common on this list. So many things. I feel like Rich's <laughs> list is going to be like the original Miracle on 34th Street. <laughs> I was there when they filmed it. <laughs> oh, you and Natalie Portman. Nope, not Natalie Portman. Mm. Natalie Wood. I would like to have been there with Natalie Portman. Does that, does that count? <laughs> oh, there were both adorable children, too. Okay, we are going to be counting down our top five favorite holiday films from five to one. And we're going to discuss who's wrong, who's right, who has good taste and who has bad taste. Now, guys, I feel like I really need to like drive this point home that we have to remember I did not grow up in this country. <laughs> That's why I, I kind of want you so, to go first because I'm like, what? My, my list you... is going to be weird because everybody else is like, oh my gosh, that movie was on TV every five minutes. I didn't have TV like you have TV. So my list is going to be weird. Is it still five or yeah. you're like, I just have one. Oh no. <laughs> also, it's really interesting to note that I'm sitting here with two Scrooge McDucks. <laughs> These two... Do not love the Christmas time. Ah, and I'm humble. over here, right? And I'm over here like, oh my God, it's Santa! <laughs> I love Christmas. I live alone and I have two Christmas trees. Count them two. <laughs> so this is going to be fun. So let's start with number five. What's everybody's fifth? Nick, what's your fifth oh. favorite holiday movie? All right. So my fifth one is kind of a new one. It came out in 2015, and it's actually a comedy. It's a Seth Rogen movie. And Interesting. It's the night before. Uh, I have never even heard of this, never movie. Heard of this movie. Oh man, it's great. Well, it's your like typical... the night before Hanukkah, or is Seth Rogen? Is he of yes. the Jewish persuasion? He is, but mm -hmm. I thought so. But this is a Christmas Eve movie, or it takes place in Christmas Eve in New York uh -huh. in today's time, like right. And they're looking for the epic party. I think it's like the Nutcracker Ball or something like that. And you have to get invited. They're so just, they're running around the city trying to get to this party. Going on crazy an antics. It's just your typical like, oh, it has your drug typical, comedy, uh -huh. and, your typical Seth Rogen, yeah, movie. You know, your <laughs> fart jokes. But to, it's just such a great, funny movie to me. Uh, and the ending still has like gives you the warm like the fuzzies. holiday feel yeah yeah and it just looks fun like I've always wanted to spend New York uh, spend Christmas in New York uh -huh. and do something crazy and it just looks like it'd be a blast I mean not necessarily doing all the drugs that they do but <laughs> I mean there's no judgment here I'm just saying. Not saying no and it has one of my favorite people in the world in it Miley Cyrus she's not a star she plays herself but she's in it you do love the Miley Cyrus <laughs> he does what about you Rich. What's okay. your fifth favorite? So one thing that you were correct on is that a lot of the movies on my list are older. Oh, we'll, uh, we'll get to mine, dear. However, number five comes in as the newest movie on my list. 2005's The Family Stone. Okay, that's the one. Oh, uh, is it uh, Sarah Jessica Parker? Yes. And uh, one of the Wilson brothers. It is an ensemble cast. And uh, yes, Diane Keaton. Yep. It is yes. an amazing that cast. That is a good honestly. movie. It is. And it's on there for a weird reason for me. Because this is a family movie. When I say it's a family movie, it's about a family. They're a big family. Mm -hmm. They have problems. Some drama happens. But for the most part, these people are fairly mature and how they handle things and, you know, the, the confrontation and how they evolve and how they stick together as a family. Now, this movie always spoke to me because that wasn't my family. Yeah. I had a big family and we got together, but that's not what happened when we got together. You didn't deal with anything. <laughs> you shoved it under the rug. Oh, no, no. Everybody dealt with everything, but it was all the same shit that came up all over again. And everybody it just like erupt into a Springer episode 
at some ah. point as who's arguing with whom, who's going over there. And it's just this big drama fest. And it was always so super annoying. And there was very little love in the room whenever we got together. So, so to see a movie like this where they weren't perfect, it wasn't this idyllic form of the traditional Christmas mm-hmm. movie. There were still problems. There were, you know, were still issues to deal with, but they also did love each other and they found a way to work through them. That to me was like my Christmas miracle. So that's why this movie comes in at number five for me. And what's that All called right. again? I've never heard the of it. The Family this. Stone. It, it really is a good movie. Some stellar performances are, are put in. Yeah. So. Oh, cool. It, uh, yeah, and it's not, it's not a very old movie. I yeah. remember seeing that. That is a good movie. Hmm. Well, we've never actually talked about this on the podcast because I, I am a super nerd and I love, you know, sci-fi and Star Wars and comic book movies and all of that. But I actually love old movies. I love black and white movies. My favorite genre is actually like vintage noir, Dial in for Murder, Laura, Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte, uh, Rear Window, all of that kind of stuff. So I'm going to be the one repping the old movies on here. And my fifth favorite holiday movie is White Christmas from 1954 with Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye and Rosemary Clooney. It is a childhood favorite because it was my mom's favorite Christmas movie and we watched it over and over and over. I can still quote that movie. And it, because as I said, I grew up in another country, so it kind of gave me a glimpse of that picturesque American Christmas that I didn't really get to see because I lived in a country that didn't celebrate Christmas. So it wasn't which is my theory as to why I love Christmas to this day, is because it wasn't shoved down my throat as a child. We were one of the few people in the entire country who celebrated the holiday. So it was extra special and you didn't have all the toy commercials and it being decorated in Walmart the day after Halloween and so on and so forth. And this really gave me a glimpse of that beautiful New England holiday season. And still to this day, I watch that movie every year and I love it. That's my wife's favorite one. Good for her. Yeah. Bailey's got good taste. I think she's watched it like three times already. It's on Netflix. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say it's one of my wife's favorite Christmas movies, but much of the music is. The, she loves to go back to that style of uh, Christmas songs. Mm-hmm. She, she loves the crooners. Um, you know, give her a Sinatra or Bing, uh, you know, uh, Bing Crosby. Yeah, Bing Crosby. Any of those people, and she loves it. That's mm-hmm. what. That's what is playing. I'm certain at our house right now. (laughs) (laughs) I also love that style of Christmas music. All right, let's go to number four. Rich, what's your fourth favorite? Okay, so here is possibly the most controversial one on my list. I I say that because uh, this is is a funny movie, much like Nick's number five, but this is funny in a very different way, and that is 2003's Bad Santa. I love Bad Santa. Billy Bob Thornton. It's a great movie. I love that movie. But it's also um, very cynical. Mm -hmm. It is. This is not the uh, happy, happy Christmas movie. He really is a bad Santa. (laughs) And Lorelai Gilmore. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean... I don't know her real name. (laughs) She's fantastic in the movie. Uh, She really... Sorry, that's actually like right after Gilmore Girls was originally off the air. I was like, I don't get the mom. The mom from the Gilmore Girls is (laughs) in that movie. Um, She does fantastic, but you know, it's it's very much not the Gilmore Girls role. She is uh, a little obsessed with sex and Santa. In that one. The, uh, yeah. F me Santa, F me Santa, F me Santa is really funny. Yeah, there's, it's, there's pretty, a moment. It's pretty dirty. Uh, you know, they've even got a, a volatile midget. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, it's a great movie. It really is. It's funny. And the cynical take that they take on Christmas, and, you know, here they are stealing, uh, you know, this such a commercial holiday. And, and to me, it just kind of rang the right bells. They were saying, you know, this is this is what a cynical person and how they view. Christmas. Well, but it's kind of like you were talking about with that that movie that I'd never heard of, the Seth Rogen movie, because oh, it's yeah. it's very it very much flips the Bad Santa very much flips the script on a holiday movie, but at the same time, at the end, it still kind of gives you those holiday feels of mm-hmm, like. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, it's still Christmas time. I also randomly like to walk around asking people if they want some sandwiches to see if they get the <laughs> if they get it, and nobody ever gets it, and that makes me laugh so hard. I'll just randomly be like, "You want some sandwiches?" <laughs> the kid in the movie all the time runs around. You want some sandwiches? 
Yeah, that little creepy blonde kid. Yeah, I love that kid. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful stuff. All right, what about you, Nick? What's number four? Uh, mine is still a... Wow, thinking of what year it is. It's not new anymore. It's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I like any the version of the... The live Jim action? Carrey. Okay. Yeah. I like any version of them. Like, I'll even do, like, the cartoon from what? Like, the 70s or the, something It's like from that? the 60s, I think. 60s. And I, I really enjoyed the new one that came out that... Uh, is it DreamWorks made? The... Did I mean another Grinch cartoon? Benedict Cumberbatch is the oh, yeah. voice of him. Mm-hmm. And that was I pretty didn't even too. know. Yeah. The Jim Carrey one was Cum- awesome. I'm sorry, Cumberland Bandersnatch? Huh. <laughs> it, oh. Have you not seen the memes where everybody mispronounces his name? Uh-uh. Yeah. Have you ever heard the thing of him mispronouncing penguin? Oh, yes. Penguin. He can't say the word penguin. Oh. And he did like a documentary on penguins. And the entire time said penguin. Penguin. The whole time. Yeah. And the penguins. <laughs> no, no. Those are penguins. It's fantastic. It's nice. It's really funny. I'll have to look that up. Uh, but this movie, I don't know. It, it's your typical Dr. Seuss movie. I think it's the best of the Dr. Seuss movies that were live action. Yeah. Uh, Jim Carrey nailed it because, you know, he was always like the man with the rubber face. Like he could always naturally yeah, do that. Yeah, but that's not even really his face. It's I know, mostly prosthetic, prosthetic and he still and it did it. It took like eight hours to put on. I can't even imagine. And I mean, dang. I don't know. I couldn't do it. Uh, especially those contacts. I like hug his eye. Mm-hmm. No. Uh Anyway, it still has a good good story to it. It's basically the book that they stretched out into two hours. But they added more, and it's really it keeps you engaged the whole time. Yeah, and Ron Howard did a great job directing mm-hmm. it. Uh, I like. I don't know. It was just a good holiday movie, and I think last year I watched that movie probably six times, and I don't know why. Because it's good holiday yeah. fun, Nick. I, every year after Thanksgiving's over, like we do it the day of Thanksgiving, we clean up the kitchen. We'll go into the attic and get our Christmas tree down, mm-hmm. and we put on the Grinch and decorate the tree. And that's just what we do. That's a cute and, tradition. And it's just fun. Uh, I will say that that is my kids' favorite movie. Of course, yeah. they were young. That was prime time for them, mm-hmm. the, the Jim Carrey version. Yeah. And they still, that's the movie they request to watch around Christmas time. So usually uh, when we all have to sit down, that's the one that I get to watch. Yeah. I which mean, is probably part of the reason why that's not on my list. <laughs> I, re- I remember going to see it in the theater with my brother because uh, I couldn't drive. It came out in 2000. So I was still younger. It up. came out in 2000. That movie's 20 years mm-hmm. old. Yeah, I know. That's Jeez why I was like, Louise. it's a newer. And I'm like, wait a minute. No, it's not. Because I was... I was in sixth or seventh grade. That makes me uncomfortable. (laughs) Fuck you both. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember going to see it. Like, it was so popular that uh, it sold out. And my brother called into work so he could go see it later that <laughs> afternoon. Nice. So we put, you know, I don't know if I mentioned this, like how we did with Dawson's Creek series, <laughs> but we, he did the same thing with the Grinch so that we could go see the. You movie. did mention that because I laughed until I cried. Yeah. So yeah. what I'm getting is he just skipped work a lot. Is that he <laughs> had priorities? Okay. Rich. Yeah. Like whenever you're a teenager, like. And something like this is coming out. I skipped work for Star Wars, like the prequel. That is important. Yeah, like I skipped work all the time. It's like, okay, I'm in high school. This isn't like, but my boss is also really cool. Like she, oh wait, she even took us to the movies. So <laughs> she did. I think I saw almost all the Harry Potter movies with her. Nice. Yeah, and the Shrek movies. All right. Well, coming in at number four for me is actually the newest film on my whole list, and that is 2003's Love Actually. I watch this movie every year, and Nick is making a face. I will throw my shoe at you. I've never seen it. <laughs> Dude. You've actually never seen Love it's Actually? It's 16 Both years old. you guys have mentioned movies that I'm like, I've never seen Well, you these. mentioned a movie I've never seen it, never even heard of it. <laughs> but I, I loved this movie the minute it came out because it... It, it shows you that not all Christmases are merry and bright. Sometimes your wife dies right before Christmas. Sometimes it's Christmas Eve and you find out your husband is cheating on you. And sometimes you realize that the person you're in love with is someone you can never, ever be with right at Christmas time. And it represents so many different walks of life, but it still shows that no matter what you're going through, you can have a Merry Christmas. Nick is looking at me. That's what this movie is about? It's different vignettes. It's about multiple vignettes, and some of them are happily ever after, and some of them are a punch to the gut and everything in between. I don't want to watch that. It's funny, and it's heartfelt, and it's emotional, and it... That's what Christmas is. I've had some good Christmases and some bad Christmases. And sometimes your grandpa dies three weeks before Christmas. And sometimes it's your first Christmas since your dad passed and you're nine years old. And you got to figure out how to have a new kind of Christmas. And I like 
that this movie shows that because that's some people's reality right now at this Christmas. You know, quick side story you're talking about, because both of my grandparents passed a few years apart and both of them were just after the holidays. So my grandmother passed first. It was very, very bad weather. They were in Illinois. So uh, I was one of the pallbearers. And here I am with my cousins, and, you know, carrying my, my grandmother's casket from the hearse, mm -hmm. trying to get her to the graveside, wearing uh, men's dress shoes, which have no tread, oh, yeah. in solid ice in freezing weather. And all we can think of is don't drop grandma, don't drop grandma. This is, this, uh -huh. and you know, we're like shuffling <clears throat> along like pinwins, <laughs> trying to, um, you know, the, the, we, the whole thing happens, it's fine. And uh, later on, I'm joking with my grandfather because I, I could joke with him this way. And he said something about when it's his time to go. I said, just please do it when the weather's nice. <laughs> and he responds to me. He goes, no. He goes, I'm going to do it when the weather's absolutely worse than this just to make you mad. <laughs> and, you know, of course, we know we joked and we laughed. And then several years later, he did. So, like, when no, he passed he away, did it. it was even worse. And it was, I mean, just sheets of ice on top of sheets of ice. And there's this little hill you had to go down to try to get there. And the whole time, I, you know, we're carrying this down. And I'm the oldest of the grandkids. So I'm in the front on both of these. Uh -huh. And, you know, everybody's kind of looking to me, you know, for, for Not direction. Not to take them down. And, you know, and the whole time I'm like, Grandpa, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> See, that's some people's holiday. And, and you yeah. can still laugh about it. And, I, and I, lo I love my grandpa. I always did. But it was just one of those laughable moments at, at a time of tragedy. Yeah. I can just remember him telling me that the whole time while I'm just looking around at this ice. I mean, how in the hell did you make this happen? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go to number three. Nick, what's your number three favorite holiday movie? All right. Uh, this is probably going to be a movie that you guys have never heard of. A lot of people actually don't know what it is because when I say it, they're like, oh, yeah, Tim Allen. And I'm like, no, <laughs> 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 not Tim Allen. <laughs> it's called Santa Claus, the movie. And okay. It, it came out in 85. Uh, Who's it, in it? It has uh, Dudley Moore. He plays... I, I actually I am aware of this movie. You know I this said, movie? I, I Dudley Moore. Yeah, think okay. I might know yeah. what this movie is. I and, think I've seen it once. Uh, John Lithgow, even mm -hmm. though he's not in it very much, he's like the villain. And uh, it has David Huddleston play Santa. Uh, he Dudley Moore becomes a rogue elf, I guess. Not in like a bad way. He just is creating these toys that don't fit into the Christmas spirit for Santa to deliver. Because it, it takes place... Santa in this one still delivers, like, the handmade wooden toys. Oh, gotcha. And it's the mid-80s. Kids are losing interest in that yeah. crap. Right. And uh, so he comes up with this candy cane that makes you fly or float, but the, it malfunctions. That's the thing with Dudley Moore's elf character. He, he can create these, like, machines to build wooden toys at a faster rate, which would eliminate jobs or whatever uh -huh. for the elves. Uh, and everything starts breaking. So what he creates will work for a while, but then it starts to lose. Yeah, it was very much a critique of the time because that was the first wave of robots are going to take our jobs. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's just a fun movie. Like the very beginning shows how Santa became Santa and he meets Father Time and that's mm -hmm. sort of how he can bend time to travel the whole world and deliver oh, presents clever. to clever. Clever. And honestly, Dudley Moore is somebody who's kind of been forgotten by time, but he was that style of actor. Mm -hmm. You know, now that you say like a Will Ferrell might fill that role, but mm -hmm. Dudley Moore was that, to a certain degree, that type of comedian back in the day, did these very physical comedy uh, type movies. Yeah. And uh, that's actually been a fairly, uh, that had been late in his career. Yeah. Uh, and the movie always just like hitting your, your heart for the holidays. It was... At our house, we watched it like every day in the month of December. Mm -hmm. it, it was like... Over and over and over and over and over like kids do. Yeah. It was sort of like our 24 hours of a Christmas story. Yeah. <laughs> like we would watch that on repeat until the tape started to stretch and you'd get the lines in it. Oh, and, that's and, tragic. I remember that when the tape would start to wear out. Yeah. And there's more to the story. Like there's a whole like two children, like a misfit kid who lives on the streets and a rich girl become friends. We're and stuff. a couple of misfits. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I don't know. It's a great movie. If you can find it, I recommend it. Uh, it did come on, I think like the Christmas before last on TV. And I was so, did shocked. you get so excited? I did. I got so excited. Cause you never see it on like ever. Yeah. Those obscure 
older, like, you know, middle 80s and stuff, those never come on. Mm-hmm. All right. What about you, Rich? What comes in at number three for you? I do have to preface the, this a little bit because the next three movies, I had a difficult time finding the right order. Me too, took, for my top three. It took me a little bit to, to get there, and I, I'm pretty happy with what I came up with. But these are probably going to define who I am as a movie viewer more than anything we've ever done in this podcast. <laughs> so number three for me, 1987, Lethal Weapon. I love that movie. That nice. is my third favorite holiday movie. Interestingly enough, though, that movie came out in like April or July. It's set at Christmas. Totally a Christmas movie, but it's like Die Hard. That, that happened a lot back then. You, they didn't hold the movies like that back for Christmas. They just released them when they could. Mm-hmm. So it was yeah. more common, but it, it definitely is. Now, I know everybody's like, oh, not a Christmas movie. Well, what makes something a Christmas movie? How many movies that people like are simply a Christmas movie because it happens around Christmas? Yeah. If, yeah. If the time frame is around Christmas, that's what makes that a Christmas movie. And that's true in just so many other things. You take that element away and suddenly it's not a Christmas movie anymore. Yeah. I mean, that could have taken place during Halloween and it been a Halloween movie. Exactly. But it took place during Christmas. And what's the final scene? He shows up and enjoys Christmas with the Murtaugh's. Yes. Yeah. It's a great, great movie. Yeah. I okay. love the Lethal Weapon franchise. I mean, it's cheesy. Like, you know, after the second one, they get real cheesy, but I like the cheese. Even the first one was fairly cheesy. Yeah, but it knew it was cheesy. It did. It, did. it was the 80s. Uh, you know, this was a, a time frame where you could get away with that. But th- it was still good. It was still fun to watch. It was a good uh, combination of comedy and action mm-hmm. uh, in the world of a lot of action movies at the time. So it was kind of a relief. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for myself, uh, it's another one, Rich, that is some people would argue that it's not a Christmas movie. And... That is uh, 1944's Meet Me in St. Louis. Um, I can't even begin to explain what Judy Garland means to me and the other friends of Dorothy. And it is one of Judy's breakout roles. And there is, it originated the song, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. And there is just this heartfelt beauty in the scene where she She's just been told she's leaving the town that she loves and she's going to be moving away from the boy that she loves. And it's still Christmas time. And she goes up to her room and she opens the window and she sits there and she sings, have yourself a merry little Christmas. And it is, it's like the ultimate show of why we love Judy and who she was and the talent. And there's no telling what the shooting schedule was like and how tired she was. And that moment in that movie gets everybody's attention. And it's such a beautiful story. And it was such a huge movie at the time. And I watch it every year and it's becoming harder and harder to find because every year it gets older and older. But I, I love that movie. And that scene makes that a very special Christmas song to me. You know, I do wonder about that movie. How much of is lost in translation now? Yeah. You, know, you look at, uh, you know, and especially just even listening to your description, you know, now people say, well, what's the big deal? But at the time, moving away meant you're never going to see these people again. Yeah, because that movie actually doesn't take place in 1944. Mm-hmm. It takes place in the 19-teens. Yeah, that meant you are going to just be devoid of these. But now you say, well, you know, you can call them, you can text them, you can... Uh, you know, you, well, you couldn't then. You know, even when I was a kid, I remember telephone having party lines where mm-hmm. it was even difficult to call somebody. So it, it it was a different world even then, and this was even further back. So that was a that was a permanent goodbye. Yeah, and even the cultural, as a person who I mentioned is an aficionado of old movies, and I love black and white films. This movie is in color because it was a big picture at the time, but. I've watched enough that I understand what they mean. They speak a different language. They may be talking in English, but they speak a different language. And that doesn't translate to a lot of people. So they don't get it. And they don't see the big picture on the cultural front as well. And that's why it means so much to me is because a lot of these old movies were what I had to teach me about being an American growing up in another country. And so they're very special to me. Do you feel duped? (laughs) (laughs) I did. I was nine years old the first time I moved back to this country and I spoke so differently than other people that I I almost had to learn another language when I moved back here. You you still do. (laughs) 
It changes with every generation. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded really deep, though. Like the way you said that, like, it changes with every generation. <laughs> like the tagline for a movie or something. And those are the days of our lives. <laughs> All right, Nick, what comes in at number two for you? Mm-hmm. You know, my, my list sounds so corny compared to yours, Laura. Like, <laughs> you have like this whole like deep, meaningful, like, I don't know. Yeah. I, Movies mean yeah, a lot to me. Yeah, why do. I'm here on a movie podcast. Well, no, I get that. But it's like, you know, like Her that connect- last one, your connection to it. You're like, yeah, it just, it, that's how I learned to be an American. And I'm just <laughs> like, hey, I'm from Arkansas and my number two is Home Alone. <laughs> Please tell me that's a joke. No, it is. It's oh, no, I, I do have to say I cheated and my number two is Home Alone 1 and 2. Uh, is it really? Yep. Okay. Nice. So I just stuck with one. I do agree with you on number two. And I actually still have my talk boy from whenever I was a <gasps> You a have a talk boy? I do. Yeah. This uh, is Peter McAllister, <laughs> the father. <laughs> I do still have it. And I love your movies. credit card. No, no problem. problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but see, like Home Alone now has changed from when it first came out. Like when he booby traps the house and like these paint cans are hitting them in the face and these bars and stuff. Yeah. It's like. I don't know why all of a sudden there has to be a like a warning at the beginning of this because mm-hmm. it's like they're like, you know, that. Those injuries, that'd kill him. And it's like, well, because kids no got way. dumber like, and kids started me? trying stupid stuff. Like, I can't believe that that has to happen because it's like, yeah, if you got smashed in the face by a bar going over a, a railing on stairs, yeah, your face is getting cracked. Well, like, you're probably going to die. Yeah. We're going to have to do that disclaimer before superhero movies now. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. You can't fly like Captain Marvel. Yeah. I mean, it's just dumb. And I did just watch, uh, so there's a documentary series on the movies that made us that made us because i love the toys that made us and they Mm. just did home alone and i loved it i i like chris columbus his old stuff i don't Mm -hmm. really like his new stuff i think he did the best Um, two harry potter movies Mm. (laughs) that's apparently a discussion for another day yeah Mm. Uh, and fight but see like like you know he did the goonies story yeah uh he did Home Alone 1 and 2. He did... Uh, He's done a bunch of other stuff. Uh, Gremlins is his. Mm-hmm. So uh, he has a good in on Christmas movies. So, I mean, because he started with Gremlins. And he was actually supposed to do National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, but kept... He didn't like Chevy Chase. Like, they kept, like, locking horns. <laughs> a lot of people don't uh, like I Chevy know. Chase. <laughs> I keep reading articles all of a sudden that he sucked to work he, with. He was very funny to watch on screen, but apparently nobody likes It's Chevy so Chase. heartbreaking, too, because I'm like, oh, man, he was so funny. <laughs> yeah. uh, Re- read about why his uh, very short-lived talk show did not really. Uh, continue. And he was only on, on SNL for one season. Yeah. No, oh, it, man. It, it's not a, lot of good, uh, not a lot of good vibes there. Yeah. But, you know, even though this movie came out and I was really young, like I was... Um, it came out in 90, so you were, like, three. And three. And a half. Yeah. But, and that's, like, sort of, like, when you start mem- remembering a little bit of stuff. I kind of remember going to see this in the theater. And everybody told me as a kid, like, I looked like Kevin. <laughs> Culkin. I looked like Kevin. And, er, you know. You, you still do. Like, current. Oh, yeah. Culkin, not the old one, but, like. Very heroin chic. Like. Very yeah. heroin chic. Yes. And I, I always, I loved doing the cologne thing and slapping uh-huh. it in my face and screaming. I did. I, I lobby every year for my nephew to be Kevin McAllister for Halloween, and I always get overridden. Yeah. I mean, it's just such a fun movie, because every kid goes through that phase where they're mad at their parents, like, I wish they'd disappear. And then you got the house that house to himself <laughs> like yeah it's su- it's such a great movie and i'm just gonna dive right in because we're in the same go, movie no, rich so it, deal with it. it um because like for me and again you know it all comes back to like being the third culture kid like it was a big deal so this movie came out in 90 and mm-hmm. that was the year that we moved to southeast asia and in it was christmas of 91 or 92 i don't remember which one we came back to the u.s and my whole family had waited and had not seen home alone so we could watch home alone together and we sat in my grandparents living room and all of us watched home alone together and it was such a big it was such a big movie and i just remember it bringing my whole family together and the same with Home Alone 2, not with bringing my whole family together, but it's just such an iconic movie. And those are so quotable. I am not 
kidding. I quote Home Alone probably every day. Like I will drop low key Home Alone quotes <laughs> just to see who picks them up more than the sandwiches thing. And all I'll even to myself, I impulse bought some gummy bears at the store yesterday and I picked them up and I go, it's for the kids. Yeah. Or if it's something <laughs> I've never tried, I'll give them a whirl, you know, so on and so forth all the time. Oh, Keep yeah. the change, you filthy animal. Say it every day. Whenever, Say it to my dog. Whenever there's like a pizza party or whatever, I'm like, did somebody order me a plain cheese? Like I, Every time we order pizza with my niece, I do the same thing. Did anybody order her a plain cheese? Yeah, I, and I love plain cheese pizza. Like That is probably the reason why I a love plain, plain cheese, cheese pizza. A plain cheese pizza all to myself. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can smash a plain cheese pizza. I will say I always did appreciate the fact that they uh, made a fake old movie. For that, yes, angels with filthy souls and angels with filthier souls. Yeah, and you know, like I I love that meme though, where it shows the McAllister's house, and it's like the older I get, the more I wonder what Mr. McAllister did to afford this house. (laughs) It was Chicago. He's probably in the mob. That's that's Mm. a theory. It is totally. I read a I read a a little Reddit spread thing on uh, people think that he was part of the mafia. I, I love that people think that that only Mr. McAllister could have paid for that house because apparently Mrs. McAllister had nothing to offer. But whatever. I think she was a stay at home mom. Well, what, what leads you to believe that? Didn't it say? No. No. Oh, no. OK. I haven't seen this movie in like a couple years. I just know it's my favorite. I've watched it three times this Christmas uh, season. But let's go to Rich. What's your number two, Rich? <laughs> well, you guys actually mentioned it already. Um, and this was, once again, a really tough decision for me. But number two is 1984 Gremlins. Gremlins. That, that is number two for me. I'm going to shock you both. I've never seen Gremlins. Holy crap. I'm watching it when I go home. I told Bailey when I get home, I want to watch Gremlins because I haven't watched it yet this year. I, I so tell watched, me all about it, Rich. I, I watched it recently and, and for a funny reason, though, because immediately the first time he was shown on screen, the first image that popped into my head was Gremlins. And that is when they showed Baby Yoda. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I immediately thought of Gremlins to the point where once that episode got over, after I had like text a bunch of my friends who had told me I needed to watch The Mandalorian and text them all back, I'm like, I got to watch Gremlins. Mm -hmm. So... (laughs) So I I watched Gremlins. Well, yeah, it's an adorable movie. The Gremlins were the first like animal that's you know that was adorable on screen you know now we have you know geico commercials where they've got the animals all the but the gremlins were like that was the thing man they were adorable i wanted one and they they were so cute and adorable and the, it was a very wholesome movie and then the gremlins came out and it was not wholesome anymore yeah uh, but it was fantastic but even they were funny you know the scenes man the gremlins was just such a great great feel-good movie yeah it really is I didn't know until so, now it was a Christmas movie. Uh, oh yeah, the whole thing. Too. Well, the the you know the original one is a Christmas present. That's what his dad brings home for him. Doesn't know what to get him, so yeah. he goes into this weird ancient Oriental shop because you know back in the eighties that's where all strange things yeah. come from, <laughs> and gets him this weird critter. And you know that's when they tell him like, don't feed it after midnight, don't get it wet. And he's like, never okay, get in sunlight. Yeah, never. No, okay, whatever. So he brings it home to his son for Christmas, which this is like a. This was a teenage son, but this was also back in the 80s where like, you know, 25 to 30 year olds were teenagers somehow right, in right, movies. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so he clearly did not look like a teenager, but yeah, you know, he's still in school and he gives it to him. And then hijinks ensue after that, uh, you know, with this adorable creature that spawns. I clearly things. need to watch Gremlins. It's so good. And you know what? That movie still holds up because uh, my niece loves, my, I can. I just want to say Mogwai. What was his name? Gizmo. Gizmo. And, uh, Gizmo. For her birthday, <laughs> cute. they got her like a Bright little Mogwai Gizmo that Mogwai. talks. Yeah, Mogwai. <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. Is that what they talk like? Yes. Yeah. I but, want one. Well, there's just the one gremlin, or not gremlin, but there's just the one of the Mogwai, and, the, and then he spawns gremlins. Oh, so when they get him wet, well, he, he spawns more Mogwai. Who then turn gremlins. If yeah. they eat after midnight or something, then mm-hmm. they'll turn into these it's clearly very things. nuanced. I think I just need to watch it. Yeah. Well, there's like the weird rules. And that's the thing. When he gets it wet, well, then it like pops off these little versions of itself that like procreates right there spontaneously. <laughs> Just pop- a little version. And, they, and then they, they, but then uh, they're not as nice as he is. But then if you feed them after midnight, they turn into the gremlins. Mm-hmm which are these just horrible, nasty version of them. They're scaly. Yeah. And they're, they're bigger. Like they get like that big. They're bigger and they're lethal. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kill people. Yeah. <laughs> okay. People. Yeah. They do all kinds of crazy, crazy crap. And uh, they're actually clever, but like the movie theater scene at the end is just yeah. so hilarious. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a really good movie. You should watch it, Lulu. I will. And I will do that. Sunlight kills them. Yeah. 
That's the third rule. Yeah. But no, that movie is so good. And, you know, I know I've mentioned this before. Like, you know, I've always wanted to go to New York for Christmas or something. But also that bar that his girlfriend works in. Mm -hmm. I've always wanted to go into like a little bar that's decorated with like the tinsel and the lights and stuff. And it's snowing outside and just hang out in like a small like hole in the wall dive bar. I just want it to snow on Christmas. It's supposed to be 60 degrees here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I grew up near Chicago. It snowed all the damn time. Yeah. Yeah, you actually had a white Christmas. So many times. Yeah. You've also had to wear jackets over your Halloween costumes too, haven't you? Um, you know, usually you wore stuff underneath it, but oh. you also had a lot of big like Halloween costumes. I, I, my my mother had... Uh, I've sweated uh, many Halloween costumes because there's so many layers. Yeah, that's what you do. Like uh, when I was a kid, I was an Ewok for a couple of years because that nice. was... Oh, and see, that's that very warm. Yeah, well, and it was also big, so like it was padded and stuff and you could do... Um, yeah, so like I always tell the story, but when I was in high school, I did, yes, you, please make fun of me, marching band. Loved it. I was in marching band. It was fantastic. I was not. Uh, but my senior year for the uh, marching competition, uh, when we took the field, it was eight below zero. Oh, oh my God. Jesus. <laughs> so yeah, when like, you know, the kids here are like, it's only 40 degrees and they're going to make us march. I'm like, I'm about to have a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to have a moment. <laughs> well, speaking of moments, what's the number one holiday moment of a film that you've ever seen, Rich? The number one holiday moment? Well, the number one holiday. I was trying to do a segue movie. and it didn't work. Just go with it. What's your uh, number right. one movie? My number one movie. Uh, you know, I had to do this almost to make a point, but it truly is one of my favorite holiday movies. But I'm not going to deny the fact that that I did this to rub people the wrong way and and just kind of tell all these people that they're wrong and that you're haters. But you know, yeah, you know exactly. Nick's over there. He's figured it out, puzzled it out. It is 1988's Die Hard. Yippee I knew Kaye, you were going to do that. I knew you were going to do That's that. That's a holiday movie. Suck them. It is a holiday movie. I mean, it does take place at Christmas. It's a Christmas party. That's the whole point. Yeah. That he's there to try to reconcile with his wife. So it's about family. It's at Christmas. It's a Christmas movie. Ho, ho, ho. I mean, I don't deny that it's a Christmas movie, and I don't get why people do deny that it's a Christmas movie. Why this is your favorite holiday movie of all time, I cannot even begin to understand. It's like an okay action movie at best. No, no, no. It's a great movie. Die Hard is fantastic. It's not my number one, and actually, that was going to be one of my honorable mentions, because I wasn't like... When did that come out? 88. Yeah. So I was one when that movie came out. So I didn't watch it until I was probably like five or six. And he introduced Alan Rickman to the world. Yeah. Yes. I mean, then he was fantastic. He stole that movie. Oh, Alan Rickman is absolutely Mm -hmm. like the showcase of that whole film. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, other than that, all it is is Bruce Willis like crawling around in the ductworks, Mm -hmm. running away from people. Like, it's two hours of him like, shut up. Okay, wait. Well, I'm not de- you, Bruce Willis. I, yeah, I get that. I'm going to defend that for just a little bit, though. And here's why. Here's the element that it added to action movies that really didn't happen before then. Before then, most action stars walked through shit, and nothing bad happened to him. Mm-hmm. Pierce Brosnan was 007, and he came out, and his suit looked just as good at the mm-hmm. end of the action as it did at the beginning. Nothing bad happened to action stars. They're they're you know, they never ran out of bullets. They never got beaten up. There was never a speck of blood on them. Like nothing bad happened to them. Bruce Willis got the shit beat out of him that whole damn movie. It showed the progression of him getting more and more haggard throughout mm-hmm. the movie. It did. Yeah. That is I, true. I like the fact that this it had a little more reality to it. Now, he he was short on bullets. He didn't have a he was stealing it from the bad guys. He was going after them to take their guns so he could use them against them more because he didn't have jack crap when he was there. He didn't have his damn shoes. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that they added that grittiness and the fact that his main ability was he just didn't quit. He wasn't always necessarily tougher. He just kept coming at them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, uh, the, there was actually, I just watched it, an episode of the television show, The Goldbergs. Mm-hmm. And it was Adam, the creator and the kid, the kid, yeah, uh, was talking that and how that became his favorite holiday movie, and it like showed his experience going to the theater. And then at at the end of every episode, like they have real home videos that help, yeah, spark the show, like what of his write personal about. experiences. Yeah. And uh, it showed him and his family in the eighties around the television watching 
Die Hard during Christmas because it was technically yeah. a Christmas. Movie. I mean, he saves Christmas. Yeah. In many ways, he does. He saves it. And it's partially just because he refused to, to stop. He refused to just give in to these terrorists. He refused to just go away, which is mm-hmm. what they wanted him to do. And it, it cost him. But in the end, he did save Christmas. He, he did somewhat reconcile with his wife. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's fantastic. I, I think if you look at it as just a basic action movie, it, it you may always walk away feeling a little like wanting. But like I said, you have to remember that that kind of movie didn't really exist before then. We also didn't have good villains. Mm-hmm. That was one of the first really good villains that we had. Yeah. You know, Hans Gruber was fantastic. Before then, they were just the the cowboys and Indians and the cardboard cutout bad guys. Mm-hmm. Now, he really I was really that just there for Hans Gruber and for uh, the dad from what's that show with Steve Urkel? Family Matters. Yeah, I was Reginald Carl, Bill Johnson, Carl Winslow. He, yeah, he actually got that role because of that movie. Yeah, that that's what brought him into stardom, and he was fantastic there too. He was that wonderful every man that really kind of tied it all together. Mm-hmm. He was just the guy doing his job. Yeah, those are really the only two characters I care about in that movie. So yeah. whatever. On to you, Nick. What's yours? So mine is yes, technically a movie, but it was also oh, on the movie podcast. Well, it's technically a movie. It was more of a holiday special that came on oh, ABC. I'll allow it. So it is my number one, and it is Will Vinton's Claymation Christmas. Celebration. I have this on DVD. Oh my god! I you love do. it so much. I love it so much, and the dinosaurs. Yes, that and the wassailing, and nobody can say wassail. Oh my god! High I'm five. so excited. I have never yes. met anybody they who knew what I was talking about. Just high five. That yes. happened. And it has a California I have it on DVD. Yes. Your weird Where did you get that? I got it for Christmas last year. My sister and brother-in-law got it for me on Amazon. It was like 20 bucks yes. for that thing. Yes. Uh, nobody ever. I even pulled it up because I was going to yes. show you guys if you'd never seen it. Oh, I know. Okay. And like when they do the, it's, I think it's the joy to the world and it's like a. The light show yes. thing that looks like you're looking at That looks like you're tripping balls. Yes. It's so great. Nobody knew what I was talking about. I have no idea what is happening right now. Dude, I, you I, missed out. It's the best thing on planet earth and Oh my God! I love the California raisins still to this day. That rendition of Rudolph the Red-Nosed yes, Reindeer is you can never saved. find it. Okay, I found it on YouTube and it is saved yes, to my YouTube. I have watched it. Even the uh, Three Kings with the candles yeah. that would come in and oh my God, it's the great and that little dorky bell who's like yes, got the broken bell. <laughs> so yes, great dude i'm <laughs> i'm so excited because nobody knows what that is so the only reason that i know that is because right again lived in another country so people would record things off of tv and send it yeah. to us so with the night that they played the garfield christmas special in tulsa oklahoma they played that claymation christmas right before it and it got recorded onto a vhs tape and sent to me and i watched that vhs tape until i wore it yes, out i had like wore it oh my god out. that is so crazy because i had uh and actually that was an honorable mention was the garfield christmas special. i have that on dvd and too. uh the charlie brown christmas is an honorable honorable mention for me and, right uh, but this claymation christmas i had that that santa claus movie that i was talking uh-huh. about all on a VHS tape, and I can still see like the crappy like handwriting that was on uh-huh. it and, like the ripped label because you got to make your own label. Of for the course, VHS. it was fantastic. That is my number one, always and forever. Rich, you have to watch this movie. It's Rich so is over good. here like with the most bored like, face of like, dear God, can, are they gonna I shut can up? Seriously, like just remember everything about like before my parents remodeled the old house before they sold it, like the wood paneling in the <laughs> living room. Like it was just, I can see myself sitting there with my Dennis the Menace pillow that I had for the cartoon back whenever DQ was a thing. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I had flash onesie. Like I would, Oh my God, I love it. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Cause I've never met another person who knows. Yeah, what that you're is. the only person ever. That is fantastic. I mm. love it. Well, too bad. It's going to stop at two. <laughs> no, you have to watch this. See, you Seriously. keep using the word half. And yes. I, 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 I yeah. highly recommend it. It's also you, only you half an hour music. of your life. It has some of the best renditions. It of really Christmas does. Songs ever. The California Raisins do a very temptation inspired rendition of Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. The uh, the We Three Kings, the camels bring in also a kind of a temptations vibe with like a harmony on the part. And like the music 
is the whole reason I because I didn't know music like that existed because I wasn't allowed to listen to secular music. And that's the whole reason I've seen that so many times was because I could not get enough of the arrangements of the music yeah. in that special. I am very happy for you. <laughs> I'm so happy. I have I, no idea. I, that's great. The, the elation on your face is fantastic. <laughs> And there's no way in hell I'm ever watching that movie. No, you have to. Oh, it's so good. Oh, man. It's so good. Okay. Uh, that being said, it is not my number one, guys. Wow. It's oh, not. Bring it in. Bring it in. Uh, my number one is actually It's a Wonderful Life from 1947. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, bringing it back to growing up in a foreign <laughs> country. So It's a Wonderful Life's copyright expired in like the 70s, might have been early 80s. So it became free to play. And so for a while, every time you turned on a TV, It's a Wonderful Life was on. Until Shawshank Redemption came out. And then that's what was on. (laughs) Right. Hey, they played Rocky a lot too. Yeah, that's true. But the copyright has since been purchased by NBC and now it's only played twice a year. But I didn't live here. So I had never seen It's a Wonderful Life until I was late teens, early 20s. And when you've not seen it a hundred times and you get to see it as an individual movie, Frank Capra knew what he was doing. And there's a message to this movie. And it's actually a really beautiful story that sometimes you go through your life doing the best you can and all of your dreams don't come true. But that doesn't mean that your life doesn't matter. And sometimes things fall apart around the holidays. But when you've lived your life the best you can and you've surrounded yourself with people that love you, people can come through for you. And you can still have a Merry Christmas despite what seems to be happening around you. And I still watch that movie every year. I watch it in black and white because even though they colorized it, I prefer the original black and white. And I love that movie. And it is my favorite holiday film. Nice. I will say I agree with you. Uh, I don't like when they colorize black and white film. Yeah. It, 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 it never it looks. It never looks right. Yeah. Well, even if it does, it's it's like that wasn't the intended yeah. reference. So let it be what it was. I don't need them to suddenly be color. And I actually don't dislike that movie. I know my list is very different. The problem is those were the traditional holiday movies. These mm-hmm. are these are the movies that I always felt were hypocritical because everybody, not the movie itself, but everybody watched those of the movie. And then turn around and was a shitty person person around Christmas. Right. Oh, I want to be like this. Well, then be like them. Don't be an asshole like you are. And that's kind of why my list is different because that's the way I always viewed Christmas. I I never liked the aspect of I'm going to pretend to be something and then act like something else. And those movies Mm -hmm. were just kind of the personification of that. Everybody sat around and let's watch these movies. And then fuck you, family. I don't like you. Yeah. (laughs) And see, not being exposed to that type of culture... I kind of got to believe that that's what everybody was actually like around the holidays. So, you know, like my Christmases were way different. Like, I don't know. Like we did that whole like drive around the neighborhoods. To Look see at Christmas, Christmas lights. lights. Yeah. So, or, you know, since it was only like an hour and some change away, we always went to Silver Dollar City and looked at Christmas lights. Like that was a big thing for us. Like Christmas was big. And then whenever I, whenever I got in high school or something, it shifted. I don't know why. But, like, the end of the year, it was Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, mm-hmm. like, were our jams. But it just, it shifted. And I don't know, in high school, whenever that happened, like, that's whenever I started not liking Christmas because it was never the same. The magic was gone. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and I'm starting to like it more now. Like, there was, like, a long stretch where I just absolutely hated Christmas. But now I'm starting to enjoy it a little bit more. Make your own magic. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I got a question for you guys. Is there any movie that's considered a quote-unquote holiday classic that you can't stand? Pretty much everything not on my list. Um, <laughs> no. No, that, that's, that's an exaggeration. That is. I, I, you know, I don't like the classics for the reasons that I explained. Yeah. And, and I, I hate that because they're, it's probably unfair to those classics because some of them really are good movies. But they've got really a connotation well in your mind that uh, you can't get rid of. But that, yeah, like, you know, you talk about how much so much of this uh, shaped when you were a child. That, that's me, too. Mm-hmm. But it just was from a different reference because those are the movies that were being played constantly then. And those are the movies that everybody acted a certain way about. And then my experience was that it was just like this two-faced Christmas idea. Mm-hmm. So it really jaded me and put a bad taste in my mouth regarding those movies. And I've never truly been able to go back and give them a fresh eyes approach. Yeah. I've, I've always kind of wanted to. 
And I, I just never really have. So I adopted a different philosophy on Christmas. That's why I have very different movies. You know, you, you, you talk about Bruce Willis being an action movie. Trust me, Christmases with my family were closer to an action movie <laughs> than they were a feel-good movie. What about you, Nick? You got any that you're just like, eh, no. I don't like it. No, I don't, actually. I that mean, surprises me, Like honestly. I said, I even had honorable mentions. This was hard for me. Yeah, to narrow it down. Uh, I get it. Like, I even wanted to add National Lampoon's Christmas uh, Vacation. Really? Because like, that's the one that I can't stand. I really? can't really? stand Chevy Chase. That movie is so stupid. I never saw it as a kid, so I've only seen it as an adult. It's so dumb, and I can't stand in that movie yeah. that is the one that's like the holiday classic that i can't stand i don't think but see like i hate it how that's the one that they go to for like abc family to play for 24 hours i'm like i thought they played a christmas story for 24 TBS hours does. oh i don't have cable it was far more relevant if you're around at the time yeah and i also liked it simply because it showed this dysfunctional breakdown of a family that's just dysfunctional. i just really have never found chevy chase funny and uh, I can't he, stand him. He had his moments. Because I, I did have list that one as an honorable mention. I also mentioned Christmas Story oh, yeah, as an honorable yeah. mention. Uh, and it almost made my list, but it, that felt almost lame for me. Yeah. But it, it is a great, uh, great movie. We actually, we have to go to Cleveland once a year uh, at the, the, for mm -hmm. the Cleveland Clinic. And the house is there. So you can go see the house. Have you been? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, nice. I knew the house was there. Yeah. Uh, honorable mention for me would be Elf, I have to say. Yeah. That yeah. was actually a really good movie. I can't fucking stand off. I should have mentioned that one. See, Elf, there you Elf go. just gets me riled. Really? But see, I don't like Will Ferrell. Oh, and I, see, that's I, why I don't like Lampoons, because I don't like Chevy Chase. Yeah, yeah, well, I, yeah. uh, I didn't even watch Elf until uh, I don't think I watched Bailey it when I was got new. together. And for some reason, I owned the movie, and I never purchased it, so that means somebody brought it over and just left it. Uh, and I still have it. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever you are, if you want it back, contact Nick. <laughs> no, you can't have it back, because I actually <laughs> like it. <laughs> My, my wife loves that movie. And honestly, interestingly enough, more because she's a big fan of Zooey Deschanel. Yeah. Not necessarily for Will Ferrell. So she loves that movie. And, <laughs> and I really like her. So, you know. I even places. like the ones that are on Disney Plus right now and Netflix. The one with Kurt Russell. Oh, yeah. Some, that's a good that one. That movie, uh, Claws, on Netflix is really good, too. Is it? Yeah. yeah. And uh, Noel, that's on Disney Plus. I haven't seen that one it's yet. It's pretty good. Uh, give it good a for watch. Them. Yeah, yeah. All right. A lot of holiday movies, guys. A lot of holiday spirit. I mean, maybe not right here with me. Happy holidays, guys. <laughs> yeah. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. <laughs> ah, Keep the change. Oh, another the honorable panel. mention, Scrooged. Got to get a Bill Murray in there. <laughs> <laughs> another person that's apparently difficult to work with. I could see that, but I still love him so yeah. much.